<laughs> We're going live. All right, let me turn my phone off. Jesus shit. Or is it? No, no. You said we can't go back now. That's yeah, good. no, it's, it's already out there. It's in, it's in the universe. It's out there in the, in the, the, in the universe. All right. So now we're going to share that we're live. Let everybody know. Just share to our group. Right. That was what I was trying to do. Uh, that was that was musically riveting. All right, so we are live, guys. Uh, everything seems to be working correctly. We're live, Trey. You ask this. You ask this question every week. Why do I always forget to turn my phone volume down? <laughs> it's a new phone. I'm still getting used to it. I hate that new phone transition when you're like learning the sensitivity and you're learning. Everything is just slightly different. It's just enough to like misspell words frequently and like close apps accidentally. So yeah, that that's the stage I'm in where it's just like different enough to give me trouble and <laughs> just mess with me. Uh, but yeah, welcome everybody to Con Culture Podcast. We are live uh, in effect, in in person, in virtual person. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> yeah, we're we're in the interwebs. We are trapped inside the internet, literally, uh, in here. Uh, hope everybody's doing good this week. Hope everybody's having a great one. We are here with a very special oh guest, Miss Melinda Jean in the building. If I'm being a thousand percent honest, have wanted to have you on as a guest since like we first crossed paths in like Arizona. I think it was like two years ago. Probably don't remember. Uh, you were working the long? booth. <laughs> Cons feel like a lot longer ago, but it was in Arizona. I think you were working a booth for, and I forget the artist too. It starts with an M. Mustafa? Were, yes. Yes. Mustafa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. His, his art is so amazing. And yeah, you were like walking me through. Like all my peeps are in Texas and then I'm out here in Vegas. <laughs> you <see the> guys? <laughs> so it was like a good middle ground to get to Arizona then? It wasn't too far. Yeah, everybody just meet there. <laughs> yeah, I've wanted to have you on as a guest ever since then. You you seem like an awesome, genuine person and great conversation. You helped me pick out my art and your cosplay was amazing. I th um you were geez, how does the name escape me? The X Men cosplay you have. She's Oh, oh, uh, oh uh Psylocke. Yes, yeah, Psylocke. Olivia Munn played well, her. Yeah. So you were Psylocke and in your Psylocke cosplay. And I was like, holy shit, that's fucking awesome. It was one of the best Psylocke cosplays I've seen <laughs> in person. So I was like hooked immediately. And I was, you got me to buy a Wolverine print that I freaking adore. It's the one with the Phoenix like burning through Wolverine. It's super dope. But yeah, uh, glad to have you on the show. Glad to have you here. Um, so we're going to kind of get to know you. A little better because we our conversation was brief because you were kind of working the booth so i couldn't just stop and be like hey let's chat so now's our opportunity to chat <laughs> like two years later <laughs> after the fact right <laughs> so we're gonna get to know you first question i want to ask um yes that's psylocke trey has it up on the screen that was the psylocke she was rocking and you do great photo shoots by the way your photographers edit some good stuff for oh. you you have so many I have 
fortunate to work with, with some amazing photographers who happen to be my friends. And so, like, our collabs mm-hmm. are – it's a whole rabbit hole thing. It's just – I don't know. And then we end up with awesome stuff like that, so – yeah, and you're always you always look like you're in beautiful nature every damn photo shoot. You get outdoors and you go find like that the most beautiful places. Um, that's like thirty minutes from Vegas, and that's like real snow, and it's like one of our hidden secrets. I mean, I guess it's not hidden anymore, but <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, I'm, you're gonna have to show me that when I'm out there because that's gonna be freaking awesome. Um, so the question I want to ask you though is how. Did you get into cosplay? I want to know the cosplay origin story of Miss Melinda Jean. How did we get into that? Uh, it's not as cool as a Marvel origin story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I guess I kind of got into it. So I just recently retired from the Air Force after 20 years. And for the longest time, I kind of hid my nerd. Like before nerd went na- mainstream and it was cool to be one, yeah. I was kind of like, Ooh, I like Star Wars, or, oh, I like these video games, but I can't, like, I gotta be this badass military chick and kind of hold my own, um, and it kind of slowly started creeping out as I found out that there were others out there, and so we would form a little bond, and then I got talked into, um, going to my first comic convention here, the, uh, Amazing Vegas show, like, four years ago. And um, I was like, I walked in the doors, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, my people. I was like, this is a thing? Like, oh, it's June, it's 110 out, and people are dressed up like it's Halloween. Okay, I'd get down with this. And then they had um, an after party at one of our nerd bars called uh, Millennium Fandom Bar. And so I had started going down there. Oh, it's it's so awesome in the fact that we haven't get – got to go because of the pandemic like like i miss my family that's just like our home um and people cosplay there like every night and so we were just dressing up to go get drunk like it was just our weekend thing you know um and then i ended up going to like go big or go home i ended up going to san diego comic-con that following august so like two months later i'm only two cons into this world and i was just like oh this is it I'm going to start doing stuff. And so I had been buying like Halloween costumes and stuff and then like changing them up and making them more screen accurate or just kind of to fit in. And I've always kind of been creative, creative. Um, But I never really got to express myself because of like the military and everything. Um, So that was kind of like my chance to just step out of that bubble and just go nuts. And tweaking and stuff kind of evolved into I want to see if I can make it on my own and then I started going to YouTube University and watching all these tutorials and I was just like I can try this and and it just like it's still a work in progress there's methods and things that I'm just like man I want to try that um I'll try it once and move on so I I I can do them I'm just not good at any of them (laughs) so um but it, it was kind of like being able to express myself and kind of get out of this little mold that I had been put in. Um, and then when you get to dress up as somebody else on the weekends, like it's just, you get to step outside of reality for a minute. And like right now that is more prevalent than anything. So just to be able to do that in my personal world and then now taking it to the next level, like it has a whole new meaning now. Yeah. 100%. It is definitely an escape for people during COVID. Thank you for your service. Yes. Yeah. 20 years. So, and, and then 
Four years later, here I am. <laughs> I still think you're lying about your age. You're totally making that shit up. She had a birthday, guys. Last week was her birthday. Let let them know. Happy birthday. Let them know. I, I don't believe her still. I think she's making it up. I'm probably going to need to see an ID after the show. But uh, I'm like 20 years of service. So you like, did you join when you were like two? <laughs> like, I, I get that. Like, like drawing him like, like 2000, 2001. A <laughs> uh, lot of cream products and Instagram filters. Like that's all. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just actually turned. Okay. It's still weird to say it, but I just turned 40. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Even on Skype, I don't believe it. But I'm like going on 12, so you know, even yes. that. <laughs> you you look super amazing, even on Skype. Like you're saying, you you haven't been on video, you've been avoiding it. You look phenomenal. So I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like I didn't believe it, still don't well, believe I it. You. Thank you so much. I don't believe you. Yeah, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> so so you got into. Well, you're you're gonna need to drop a skincare routine. Yeah, you're gonna need to do right? some videos because I'm gonna need. To Monique, rosé, and chocolate. Those are <laughs> all you need. All right. In that order or no? Yeah, you need to do a tutorial. Oh, I need a skincare oh, tutorial. Oh, I need some rosé, chocolate, you're good. <laughs> Wait, is this edible chocolate? Is this a product? I don't know anything about skincare, as you can yes. see. I don't, I don't yes. moisturize. Well, you're going to get chocolate like, melted on your face. <laughs> Does it like a chocolate bar? I have a chocolate bar, so I don't think my wife will let me use her chocolate hey. to put on my face, though. She'd kill me. <laughs> So you're getting into cons. You dive into San Diego. Um, what another question I have is: once you're in and you're in this crazy realm, like what is one of your? What was your best con experience you had? Like what was your favorite con that for you stood out? Not necessarily the biggest, or just which one was the most fun for you to experience and go to? Oh, oh wow! Um, oh, that's a lot. I think. I think kind of like a, a bucket list item is in November, um, I was a guest at the Saudi Arabia Comic-Con. Oh my gosh, that's, um, that's so cool. Yeah. It was like their first one. They did an anime one and then a, a regular con and they shared, like they built a building just for that. So it was right um, kind of after they changed all their rules and kind of laxed a little bit, tried to open up tourism and stuff. Um, and so how they welcomed us, it was just a new experience for them. In um, It was the Riyadh show. Mm-hmm. Um, that, to see that and to just be in a different culture and how they accepted us. And because, you, you know, you got a show here and the people that go to the shows go to those things like monthly, if not weekly. So it kind of becomes old hat, but there is such a freshness and, you know, their eyes, it was like me going to my show for the first time. Um, so for me, that stands out to me the most, but I think as far as like a con fam, I'd say any of the amazing shows, so Amazing Vegas and Amazing Hawaii, like when I go to those shows, I'm home. Not because it was my first one, but just, um, I've become such great friends. Like, um, a lot of my friends are the comic book artists and that's actually, they kind of like push me towards the more pro side of things, not just, you know, come to the show and dress up. Um, I mean, I'd rather do that, to be honest, instead of being tied to you. But, but like, as far as fame and stuff, those are my shows. But, but like, the Riyadh show, man, that was just, like, if I never went to another, 
one like that, the fact that I can say I did it once and experience it, like that for me, I'm like, okay, I'm good. I can die happy now. Man, that is crazy. Saudi Arabia as a guest. I saw some. Oh, and that's a shot at William Shatner, and I got to hang out with him for a little bit. It was great. <laughs> so, yeah. Kind of cool. Sounds like a cool William idea. Shatner? Yeah, William Shatner. Whoa! Yeah, she yeah. got to chill with, oh my God, this is amazing. I love his fucking, I love William Shatner impressions. But no, that's super dope. William Shatner in Saudi Arabia, like, kill me now. That sounds so awesome. But yeah, that, like you said, we go to cons every week. So, it, or every month. We, oh, we had amazing con on our list this year. We were so mad. Because we had... Oh, I was devastated. We had all our li- our cons planned because out. Because literally, like, February was my last show, and that was an amazing Hawaii show. And so it was kind of like our, you know, our swan song for the year, and little did we know. We had packs here, yeah, so that was our swan song. Trey went to uh, to Florida for, was it KatsuCon? Holiday Matsuri. Holiday Matsuri. Was that the one you went to this year before they all shut down? No, I went to KatsuCon was the last yeah, time I so went it was, to. It was like right after, that was, that, was February. February. that was right like middle of February. Then after we were about to go to Dallas Fan Expo. Yes, we were one then, week away. Oh, yeah. And they shut it down. Yeah. It was just like shut down. No more. We we're gonna. They were gonna go through with it, and then finally, like, no, we gotta, we gotta shut it down. Yeah. We yeah. started getting. Uh-huh. We got press acceptance to a couple of cons, and Vegas was on the list, and we had already started having communication with Vegas. So it was like, holy crap, we're going to get to go to Vegas for a con. Like, I love Vegas. I love going to Vegas. I've been there about four different times, and every time I have a great time. So going with my friends and now recreational marijuana. Is that legal yet in Vegas? Oh, yeah. I may or may not have had some before this. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, Trey, it's just like Denver. Topic stuff to discuss. <laughs> Secret topic time. That worked. I was going like secret topic time, but then it went like that. She's hitting a high note. Oh she got too close to too high. And then I got high. Oh I like it. I like it. But no, that's <laughs> one of the reasons we need to go to Vegas. So much subliminal stuff, Justin. Yeah, subliminal messaging. <laughs> oh, so um, I'm going to. I don't want to hog all the questions. Otherwise, I would I could talk to you forever. We're going to have some of the cast mates ask you some questions. So we'll start with Brittany, and then we'll work our way across the bottom. Um, I just want to say one thing before we do. This right here, mess with my sleep cycle, man. That just mess with my... I don't like spooky things. <laughs> it just mess with my sleep cycle. I'm so stoked how that turned out. It's horrifying. Look at this. It's both amazing and horrifying at the same time. I had trouble sleeping. So, thank you for... He's a scaredy cat. Wait, hold on, hold on. The head is just one of those funkins from Michael's. And I've had so many people (laughs) actually commission that. I was like, there's a laundry basket on there. That's a lie, because I haven't done laundry. <laughs> no one has during COVID. Um, so the head was a pumpkin from... And that, yeah, just a little funkin. And then the, the where we shot is the same uh, mountain where the Psylocke one is shot, just stands the snow. Nice. So... Oh, so the same. That's like our, like I said, our hidden little uh, forest 
area around oh, here. Oh shit, that's the same place. Oh yeah, I can see snow in the background yeah, of this just, one. Y'all just sands like, it out. Ah, oh, that's creepy. Oh no, thank you. So, Brittany, I'm sorry. I'm, I just had to get that out there because I didn't sleep. <laughs> I didn't sleep right for for a little bit. But um, yes, Brittany, you your think question. That maybe that now that you've approached your boogeyman, you feel a little yeah. Better? I got it off my chest. <laughs> I faced my fear a little bit. <laughs> All right. Yeah. To my Hera. You're the Sabine to my Hera now. Yeah, exactly. Aww. So. <laughs> what do you got, Britt? What's your question for Miss okay. Melinda G? All right, all right. So it's me. So it's me. First of all, 20 years in service is a difficult thing. So congratulations on that because I know how difficult that is. As a military spouse, I know how difficult that is. Um, so congratulations because well, I know that's no. <laughs> Well, thank you for your service, because that's a lot of uh, spells. Hey, you know, I'm I'm a, we're, on our, we're on our last leg before retirement, so we're good. Um, <laughs> right? I know. We're at the end. We're at the finish line. Anyway, um, but my question is, if money was no object, what would be a dream cosplay of yours? Oh, my gosh. Um, probably go to special effects school first so I can learn how to do this stuff right, but... Um, so <laughs> I really want to build a life-size 1980s bumblebee. Ooh. I know um, Extreme Cosplays from New York, they've done it and a couple other people, but <laughs> I just want to be able to do it to A, learn how to walk on stilts, and B, yes. just to build something that huge. And I'm a huge 80s baby, so like I love the World of Warcraft, um, you know, art and stuff like that, but like just a transformer like come on man like you can't be an 80s baby and not like robots so that that's and i have the stilts but that is, that's as far as it's gotten so. <laughs> so you got the frame you got the stilts of that project i love yeah, your love your choice of cosplay that you picked <laughs> yeah britney's actually cosplayed a a female variant of the bumblebee and it it was amazing she did an amazing bumblebee she'll find a picture of that i did it with another person yeah i did it with another person there they are oh my god that's amazing you're blocking yourself there you go yeah, so he paid. Is this like a detail and all that? Like, I want to yeah, do that. Yeah, he paid thousands of dollars for that suit, and she, like, made hers. So she's a super crafter. Did you really? Okay, I'm definitely going to be hitting you up for some tips and tricks for sure. Bumblebee <laughs> is a pain in the ass. So, yes, hit me up all you like. <laughs> I'm sure if I started now, I might be done, like, before I turn 100. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think. It's like, I think for me, that would cost so much just because of all the trial and error. Yeah. And, like, there'd probably be, like, $5,000 worth of having to redo stuff is why I think that would be, like, my endless budget situation Man, right there. you got to follow this guy. Yeah, I can't find a photo that fits. Oh, you got to follow <laughs> this guy, Powers oh, Drew, on Instagram. He's a listener of our show. But his first build was, like, a Warhammer super huge armor and it was like his first time ever doing it and it was amazing and his second one is even better he's that's 
crate. He's working on a new one. Called. I'll send you his his profile, but it's just nuts because he just got yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. It was just trial and error, and I think you would be that way. I think you're creative enough and crafty enough that you would get it faster than you think. So. Well, um, my Wonder Woman one, that was my very first full build. Um, and that's working with the, like the vinyl material and, um, foam and the painting. Like I was like, oh, if we're going to do it, let's just dive right in. Yes. My wife says she loves your posters in the backdrop. She's a huge King Kong fan and Godzilla. Oh. So classic monsters are her thing. So she commented that she loves those. So Gigi, <laughs> what is your question for Miss Melinda Jean? My question is, do you have a particular cosplay that um, you hold very near and dear to your heart? Like, is there one in particular? I mean, obviously you like all the cosplays you do. You love all the cosplays you do. But there is, is there that one, that one that just like hits you right there? Hmm. Like, hmm. Any kind of villain that I do makes me feel warm inside because, you know, I get to channel my inner villain. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think not because it's like an easy one to do, but like when I do my Jasmine, just to see the kids light up. And I made a kid cry once and it was totally because like happy tears. And like, like that melts my heart. I'm just like, oh, and then you kind of have to be a certain way when you're a Disney princess, I guess. Yeah. And so it just kind of like, yeah, so it kind of like, oh, but like all day, a villain, any villain. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. A villain. You, you nailed the villain, but your Jasmine is phenomenal. Like all your pictures as Jasmine look insane. They look really great. My my I'm wife wants to steal your lamp. A red jasmine. Yeah. <laughs> my brother my brother just chimed in. He said, "What up, nerds? What up, bro?" <laughs> so he she just joined the chat. Um, but yes, so a villain, if you could, Jasmine is just comfy and quick and lights the kids up. So that's always fun. And did you make that Jasmine? I did. Oh shit. Nice. So once you so, did the Wonder Woman, you just started making more and more cosplays after that? Yeah, and I will say that I would rather work with foam all day long than sew because sewing is not my forte, which is funny because that's what my mom did like forever. Um, so I know how to turn a sewing machine on. So, you know, you <laughs> I think Jasmine was easy to put together, but it took like two months just to get like the top right and to make sure like, because you got it. Like, at the shows, you're doing weird stuff, and so you got to test it. Like, is it going to rip? Is it going to fall off? Like, I can build a chest plate in, like, a day. I can sew a small T-shirt in, like, three months. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it looks easy, but it's really not. (laughs) That's hilarious. Oh, that's so funny. It's funny that armor is easier to do than sewing. That just seems so difficult to me in my brain. It really is, though. Foam is probably a, a lot easier to deal with. That's, I I would think. That's nuts. So um, I agree. Trey, what is your question for Miss Melinda Jean? Okay. 
dream cosplay group because I see you guys did this group here, which I've heard a lot of cosplayers always wanted to do. Um, Sucker Punch killed that sucker. Yeah, punch. that was so much fun. Those girls are so, awesome. What are some other squad goal cosplays that you have in mind? Oh man, um, well, um. I would love to do the Star Wars Rebel series one. Because, I mean, obviously I'm a little partial to that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that. And um, I kind of want to try to do like some kind of Marvel girl group. Yeah. Like, they've had one before, like a huge group. Um, but maybe something a little smaller, and then we could do like more action shots or something like that. That would be yes. super dope. I would be there for yes. all day. Marvel Girls group, please. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, one more question we have that we ask of all our guests that Gigi usually asks will be the toughest question. Whoa. It'll be the <laughs> toughest question you've probably ever been asked. And I just sit down, make sure you're ready for it. And, Gigi, when you're when you're ready to ask this hardball <laughs> tough question, shoot. Okay. If you were a Girl Scout cookie, which cookie would you be? Oh, I would be the s'mores one, not the like sandwich type but the chocolate covered s'more cookies that are very regional and i haven't been able to find them for the past two years but oh my gosh they're oh, like crack so. <laughs> i don't even know what that's they called i i know i know what i've heard of those have you had cheated my whole life I, she, she be, so she's a mythical cookie is what you are you are a myth well, you got Where Gigi you looking it up on the spot. No, they're they're covered they're covered in chocolate. They're different. They're called hold on, I think I found it. Uh, they're just called s'mores. Oh, That's shit. their name. But they're legit. They it was yeah. like a West Coast thing for a while, and it was basically a graham cracker. With, with marshmallow, and then they cover the whole thing in chocolate, and then they switched it, and now it's just a sandwich cookie, which is not uh, even half as good as that other one, but it, like, changed my life. <laughs> it's not, not that one. No, it's this one. The, yeah. What? The I love that they're all looking for the cookie. You yeah. got everyone on a cookie hunt. <laughs> See, now it's like an oval shape, but before it was the yes. square. Yes. Yeah. Oh, they changed yeah. Yeah, the, the sandwich one. I'm pulling up a photo. I'm gonna pull it. The sandwich one isn't as good. No, yeah. get that out of here. Oh, no, I thought he was sending some of those, and they're in the area. Like, so now, exactly, DM Melinda. If you come across the old one, the square one, DM Melinda and let her know. This one. Yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah. There, there. This one. No. The one behind you. Yes. yes. This Perfect. one. This <laughs> Those are not good. This one? The yes. one. Yeah, if you find that one, get it to her. So send, <laughs> send her those. <laughs> Be sure to send her those cookies. So. Do you have like a P.O. box? Yeah, you're going to need to get one because if we find them, we're going to ship them to you. We need a P.O. box in this mug. 
<laughs> She'll give her direct home address for those. She doesn't even care. She's like, just get them to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Just DM. That's how you get, get in the good graces, guys. So we are going to um, transition into the topics of the week. Get your two cents on kind of the news of what's going on and discuss that now. Um, so the first thing that we're going to discuss, I'm not sure how into anime you are, but Demon Slayer destroyed the box office in Japan. One of the only box offices open, but it, it <laughs> that I don't know if it shows how hungry people were for that or um, it, I know this fandom is like crazy. This, the Demon Slayer fandom is nuts, but but yeah, they broke. <laughs> I think it was like a forty million dollar opening. <laughs> we have a lot of them here, yeah. So it was like a forty million dollar box office weekend. I have seen five episodes because they literally sat me down and forced me to watch it uh, at Britney's house. They were like, "You're going to be a fan whether you want to or not." Watch it. I liked it. I liked what I saw. I liked what I saw. I was a fan. I was a fan, and I'm going to continue to watch them. So I'm I'm on it. I'm slowly getting there. I'll get there. But if you haven't seen it, Melinda, I highly recommend Demon Slayer. It's a great anime. Great animation style. I will definitely put that on my list. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. A good starter anime. Yeah. Rabbit's a good dope. Like totally check it out. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't uh, Tokyo do a convention recently, an anime for a month, I think? Probably, because they have their shit together. <laughs> they, did, um, they did, like, it was, I don't really want to say it was, like, a convention. It was more like an event hall where they did, like, lots of announcements with, like, Crunchyroll, like a lot of the sponsorships, and I know that they so did like. Where they made it, did they get to premiere this there? No, I don't right. think they do a lot of publicity it, with it. They probably did a lot of promo uh, there. They did a lot of publicity yeah. with it, so they had like cosplayers out there dressed as the characters. They had like full like like figures. You had like a whole entire like area that you could go like discover and like see things like Demon Slayer wise. Oh, wow. Like yeah, so, so there was an event with it, but I don't I don't remember what it was called. I'd have to look that up. Nice. Yeah, so it worked. Whatever the promotion was, it worked. It could be that it was the only thing to watch out in Japan. (laughs) The only new thing. It wasn't the only thing that was at that that event, though, because they had, like, My Hero stuff, and they had, um, like, the Attack on Titan Season 5 stuff there. Like, they had a lot of, like, all this stuff that's coming in for the end of 2020 and beginning of 2021. A lot of that stuff was there. Yeah, I think it was a good perfect storm because they had also just lifted some of the theater restrictions in Japan mm-hmm. for this, like um, as far as go. occupancy restrictions. So that you were able to put more people in the theater. Uh-huh. So this film definitely benefited from that and broke Japan's. Yeah, it broke Japan's box office record, and Britney has been on the hunt for it ever since it came out. So <laughs> we yeah. need to get it stateside. You search every, every day. day I search. Yes, I do. One day. I check it morning and I check it at night because you never know what happens during the day. So, Melinda, what (laughs) anime is your favorite? Have you seen any animes? And if so, which one's your favorite? 
What you got? Um, oh man, I'm super opal. Is Pokemon still considered anime? Yes, Pokemon yeah. is still considered anime. Uh, okay, because I may or may not still watch that. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, nor collecting the cards, because you can make a lot of money doing that. Um, so, like, like Attack on Titan and all that stuff, like I get it's super. It's got a lot of drama. Like I've had a ton of people try to get me into it and stuff like that, and I really like it and stuff, but. Like, A, they're on really late, and I'm asleep because I'm old now. Um, <laughs> like, I throw on some Dragon Ball Z and just put it in the background, and, and that's kind of how I catch up on my, on my, my episodes. Yeah, yeah, you just have to find anime. <laughs> well, the nice anime. part is most of, these newer, most of these newer animes you can literally find on Hulu and Netflix at this point. Like, uh, one that I literally recommend to everybody is The Promised Neverland, and it was just put on Netflix the other day. it's just day. one so, like, season. Most of so. these you can find on Netflix or Hulu. Yeah. And there, there, there's some good one-season ones that you can get through really quick. But you just got to find yours. You just got to find the one that... Demon Slayer's a single season. Yeah. You got to find one that resonates with you, and you're like... I do want to check out that Demon Slayer. That looks really good. It dope. is. It's really good. They forced me to watch it, but after the first few episodes, I was like, shit, now I care about this, and I want to continue. Like, it's pretty badass. It's dope. The animation style is amazing. See, the problem with getting into a new show, though, is, like, my cosplay to-do list starts getting really long because then I get all yeah. these ideas. Yeah. So I tread very lightly. Well, this one's a good on, one. A new episode. And the episodes aren't long, and it's only one season. So that's a great thing. It's like 30-minute episodes, and you could probably put it on while you're crafting. So something in the background. It's a dope <laughs> show. It's dope. You'll like it. Yeah. Um, but... That there's something from the past coming back that Trey's really excited about that I want to talk about. This is his Demon Slayer. He's so happy. He recommends this movie to everybody. Willow. <laughs> Willow. I personally. That is cool. Let's do a little poll. Let's do a little poll. How many people in this podcast currently have seen Willow? Nothing against Willow. Just want to know who in here has seen it. All right, so three. Me and Gigi are the odd ones out. I own it. Are you kidding me? Me and Gigi are the odd ones out then. We're, we're not. We have not. I love, love this man. <laughs> you love this man. So much. He's in so many movies. Yes. <laughs> Star Wars. So Trey, edu- educate, educate me. Wasn't he the like the guy in was it He Man Masters of the Universe? Wasn't he like the little guy that had the like master key or I whatever? That, he, that that actor though wasn't Willow. Oh shit! So educate me, Trey. Why uh, why are you excited about the sequel to Willow? Did it leave it open for a sequel? What are you hoping for? Why'd you like the first one? To be honest, a lot of people are saying this doesn't need a sequel. No, it's like it the, big, the big bad guy was destroyed at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's just like Lord of the Rings. A lot of people are like, do we need a sequel to Lord of the Rings? A lot of people are like, no, but I want to see some more. I want to see what keeps happening in this world, in this universe that I love, and these characters that I love. Yeah. Where are they now? Especially that Val Kilmer's kind of made a step back into acting a little bit. I hope he's back in this movie, or sorry, this series, along with Wardrick Davis. Like, just would love to see else. And right. maybe the... The baby at the end of this uh, movie is now grown up and now fulfills her prophecy. Maybe there is another big bad guy. If they don't do it right, is that going to, will it ruin the brand? Because it's kind of like what they did with Independence Day. Yeah. Right. Great movie. Sours. They tried to let, and it was like, 
I, I kind of think I try to do a throwback, but yeah, like I, I think when there's a it huge reminds gap, me of, it's not great. Yeah, it reminds me of a like when they remade the Dark Crystal, like because they did an outstanding job with the Dark Crystal, but it was that kind of like core fandom and. That's how I feel about Willow. Like, it's a classic. It really shouldn't be tampered with, but there is so much more story. There is books and stuff, so, like, there's plenty more story to do, but don't, don't fuck it up. <laughs> you have to do it right, don't do it at all. Well, I think we can... Well, so Disney ahead of its time, so... It was. Yeah, Disney. Disney, I think, like with the special do effects that they were doing, like it never been done before. We had Ron Howard on it. We had George Lucas. So I think it's in great hands with Disney Plus. It's just what was great about the original movies it had that magic to it. It's like, is this real? Is it not? And I feel like if they do fuck it up by just doing too much CGI, it's going to be like you're going to ruin this franchise. So you definitely got to spend a pretty penny on it. Yeah, and 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 now you could get Ron Howard's daughter to actually get in get in on it and she's killing it on Mandalorian. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. yes. And, and they're doing a great job on that show of using practical and CG. It's a good balance of both. So I think, so maybe they could bring some of that into this and do it. Right? 100%. And this is from the author of, I just learned it. It's from the same author of Matilda and Charlie and the chocolate factory. Same person, the author that wrote Willow. Do you know so. that, I'm sitting here looking at uh, the guy, the actor who plays Willow or whatever, and some of the other roles that he's yeah. done. Do you know that he's also the same actor that plays the Leprechaun? Oh yeah, yep. Trey, Trey filled me in on is, his like movie history. He oh loves Robert Davis. Amazing! Yeah. I I love the fact that he's the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He's the, like the sad robot that makes me so happy. <laughs> he's the Ewok in Return of the Jedi. That's like his first yes. major. With um, with Carrie Fisher. Oh, Carrie Fisher. Today is, in my opinion, Carrie Fisher Day. Damn it. So I saw a lot of posts today, and then I was like, why is everyone posting Carrie Fisher? Not like you need a reason, because she was such an amazing woman. So phenomenal. <laughs> but yes, happy birthday, yeah. Carrie Fisher. Like, uh, just super awesome. Um, but we'll transition that into another show that's in development. So hopefully they do Willow right. Like you said, Ron Howard's daughter will hopefully step in and do some work there, and they'll make it an amazing show. Uh, he was in Harry Potter also, Warwick Davis. One of the professors mm-hmm. in The Goblin. Yes. Yep. He was also in Rogue yeah. One. And then he was also the, the Goblin that, gives, that takes Harry. Oh, the last the, and, oh, not the Green Nice. Guy. Yeah, so he's in the last he's obviously movie? still working. He has to be a part of this series, and then I yeah. think fans will be on board if we can get Val Kilmer back yeah. too. I'll take that. That's a plus. But we have another show in development. Michael B. Jordan has been pegged to produce a Static Shock movie. So this one I'm excited about. I remember watching the Static Shock, Static Shock cartoon. So I always thought he'd be a dope superhero to be done. And we've already seen, I think Brittany's the only one who's seen the movie that I know of, but he produced another superhero movie on Netflix with the child that has superpowers and his mom's trying to protect him, Britt. Yeah, um, Finding Dion. Yeah, Finding Dion is a superhero Raising project. Dion. Raising Dion. Raising Dion. Yeah, Raising Dion's a superhero amazing. project he already worked on. So. so good. Yeah. So much heart. So good. I know Sammy Haney. 
who's adorable in that show. Esperanza in Raising Dion. Yeah, so in that movie, he's already proven that he's comfortable working with the superhero genre. He's able to produce uh, high-quality projects. So I'm excited for a Static Shock one because I think this is a really dope superhero that can just add more superheroes of color into the mix. And it's a great DC I think it's a perfect cast. Perfect cast choice. Yeah. So that he'll be. I mean, he was really good in Space Jam. So <laughs> that's a different Michael Jordan, Gigi. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trolling Trey for what two hours now? Yeah, two hours. Oh yeah, he was in Space yeah, Jam. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, slightly different age gap there in Michael Jordan and Michael B. Well, Jordan. Michael you know, one was Michael in the B. NBA. One was Creed. Yeah, one was. Was in Creed, so I, I'm excited to see his role. And he usually cameos in the films he produces, so he'll be hopefully making an appearance in this one. And I can't wait to see what he does with the project. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Static Shock and I, of the animated series, so I'll be looking out for any news on the movie. We don't have a lot of details yet, so I'll be looking out for casting news and other things um, to see who we get. Look, I need other movies to be finished before we start talking about other yeah. ones. Like, I need some of these to come out. Like, I need I need Black uh, Adam. Like, I got a whole list of they're, them. They're know, still delaying, come out sadly. we start talking about new sadly, stuff. Sadly, they're still delaying stuff. Why are we talking about new stuff if we haven't got out the Because <laughs> of COVID, like Ghostbusters. It's like, it's like me... When I start a bunch of projects and I don't finish anything, like, doesn't make no That's sense. That's the way of life. I don't know how to do it any other way. <laughs> <laughs> Just start. I'm really good at the start. The finish is the sketchy like, part. I'm running the show. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, Ghostbusters got pushed back because of COVID. It's now June 21st, 2021, I believe. So yeah, they're still pushing movies that we already have done back. So until we can get that taken care of. So they've taken our shows. They've taken our movies. <laughs> our bills are never going to get done. We're going to run out of shit to talk yes, about. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> we're also going to all run out of money and jobs. You have to start watching old movies, Juan. Yeah, we're just going to have to watch Juan old movies. DVDs that you don't buy. I, I, <laughs> I got Cobra Kai season three in January, so I'm good. I think I'll be good until then because we have The Mandalorian for sure. Starting October 31st. And then WandaVision looks like it's starting right when the year ends. So as soon as Mandalorian ends, I think we're getting WandaVision like the next week. So that's what it's looking like. Not on delay. You know what's not on delay? Anime. True. True. (laughs) They got their shit together. (laughs) They're pumping it out. They had a whole movie opening this weekend. This is the time to get on the anime train. Plenty of new content to to look for on the anime train, so jump into that. <laughs> Comic books is next on the chopping block. Actually, funny you say that, Jesus, in the comments. Um, they just canceled Miss Marvel. I think her standalone comic just got canceled by Marvel. So yeah, comics are next on the chopping block. We're gonna. We already had a delay, a one month delay. I think DC had one this summer. DC and Marvel like just stopped printing comics. Yeah how they sent out their comics to vendors and it was causing a huge like conundrum with people trying to get DC comics because like shops couldn't order them. They changed the structure of everything and publishers changed the way they were putting it out. 
So it costs yeah, a lot of kerfuffle. And, and I think because DC, they they went to being like they went to in house, like they weren't going out anymore or something like that. It was something. Don't don't quote me on that, but it was something crazy <laughs> like that. Where they were like cutting out a middleman or something, so that they were they. I don't know. It, but it created a whole thing with trying to get a lot of DC comics. That Not makes that sense. I was trying to get DC comics, but that was what I was told by Barb at. Uh, yes, Dragon's the manager Lair. of Dragon's Lair. Yes, she's awesome. Love Barb. Um, but yeah, no, comics may be may very well be the next thing on the chopping block. So look they're, out. They're, gonna, they're moving virtual. Yeah, they're really transitioning it's, to digital. They're doing a lot of deals on their digital content, and you can get all the stuff. Yeah, you can get all the stuff on digital, like sixty thousand comics for sixty bucks for the year. So if you want to catch up on so all the Marvel stuff, it's so much different though to open up that fresh comic book or that oh, fresh manga. It's so different to have a physical I like copy. My, I have my my comic box. I have all my manga on my. I'm not a purist. Like, I'm with the future. Know what it is, I like though, the panels, the digital if, panels that you can go. I don't know if it's G. You're not a purist. Get the get out of here with that nonsense. I like get. I like I like the job. digital because you can go here. from panel to panel. You don't really appreciate the artwork in them. After saying I won't eat a vegetable because there's a whole bunch of of carbohydrates in them. <laughs> you get out of here. I'm not a purist. I'm not going to send you out west. You keep admitting that kind of stuff. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm okay with digital because one thing I hate about comics and it's the uh, really my only gripe is opening a full spread and seeing like the right panel and like fucking spoilers on the right side. I'm still over here reading, but obviously shit went down on the yeah, right panel. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? No, that sucks. sounds like a wide P, not an MP. A what? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like digital panels that go panel by panel, and it's pretty dope. So. Yeah, I appreciate the artwork that goes into those. Like, if, for me, I'm not a big comic. Like, I read comics, but mm -hmm. I don't buy them very much. But I yeah. buy mangas, and I do. Some of the spreads in them are absolutely phenomenally beautiful. Yeah. So I like having the physical copies because I like the art itself, not just the story, but the art itself in them. But you can use it as a, as decor as well. Yeah, like, I, I like it. covers are always really pretty. They're out. They're all. I like them digital, so it's wallpapers on my digital devices. That's how I like to use the art. Is like my background on my desktop or. You know what? Like if it. the internet, if we ever get like a big old, what is it like EMP on the whole freaking <laughs> earth, and you lose all connection with all technology, I don't know what you're gonna do. All your movies is there. All your comic books are there. <laughs> not gonna have nothing to do, my Girl, friend. People are gonna be killing each other. I don't think I'm gonna be worried about my reading collection and my viewing collection. If we lose Look, all technology, you have, to have back, a physical backup for your back. <laughs> we lost, we lost toilet paper, and people lost their shit, girl. Like we are not. <laughs> you think we would be all right if we lost technology? People would start killing each other. Go I'm not gonna be worried about moving. Community movies. page when the internet goes out in the neighborhood, and tell me people would not lose their marbles, and everybody yeah. would be fighting for. We'd books be, yeah, and we'd be fighting like for that. shit. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be worried about my movie and reading collection at that point. <laughs> Speaking of hell and all hell breaking loose, that transitions us. <laughs> that transitions us into. I can host the server with comics 
Thank you, Jesus. Voila, in the cloud. There you go. Problem solved. Digital it is. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, speaking of hell breaking loose, Hellstrom it was, is our last topic for the show. Um, another new release just came out Friday. This is the last thing we're getting from Marvel Television before Kevin Feige takes over all the television division of Marvel and it becomes part of the MCU, like the WandaVision, the Loki show. All that is actually no longer under Marvel Television, but under Marvel Studios. All TV shows developed moving forward are going to be under Marvel Studios. So Kevin Feige will have his hand in that, producing those shows, which is great because we get some continuity. Uh, what's your question, bro? Ask it in the comments. We have comments. Yeah, so, but this is the last show you get, and I fucking love it because it's so dark. It's so counter to everything bubblegum Disney like Marvel. This show is raw. Like, it is raw, and it is exciting, and it is dark. So for fans of characters like Ghost Rider or the really dark Doctor Strange stuff, Hellstrom is one I highly recommend. I've only seen the first episode and already I'm in love with the series. I know Trey's early on into it also, but if you haven't seen it, this is a gem for Marvel Television. I know they had a lot of failed projects that they wanted to do, but if you haven't seen this series, like you need, if you're a fan of Marvel and a fan of spooky Halloween stuff, you you need to watch this show. On the on the surface, it looks like a modern day Van Helsing. At least that's the way it looks to me. Uh, like a modern day Van Helsing. It's very like demons, angels, monsters. Uh, I got the people trying to take it down. It's more like demons, not not so much monsters, but it's um it's more Constantine, more uh even Blade a little bit because. Just the synopsis of the show, those two siblings on the screen that Trey has, they're part demon, essentially. So they're not just human. And it opens... They're like Raven. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. So when you, when you... They have to battle these evil forces, but they pull a lot of like cool, historically accurate data about demons and biblical tales. So you get a lot of cool shit and a little bit of history in this because they did so much research into demonology and traditional tales of demons and stuff. So the show gets really real and really graphic really fast. And I, what were your impressions of it, Trey? Yeah, I'm a Tom Austin fan, so I mean... Yeah, if, <laughs> if no other reason. Yeah, no, the casting was phenomenal. Like, I mean, <laughs> do you need another reason? <laughs> <laughs> the casting was great. It, they're both great in the show. Um... And the supporting actors are great as well. Like everything fits and it's not a super big production. But what what is your two cents on the three episodes you've seen, Trey? What are your thoughts on just the first bit that you've seen? Um, the first episode is the longest, which kind of throws me off with a lot of shows like this when they do a, a first like premiere episode that's like an hour and the rest are like 40 minutes. So um it takes some adjusting of course but then I, I love the performances i love the look that they're going with this very dark very constantine very ghost rider um but yeah if you love like movies like exorcism and stuff like that like this is your this is your cup of tea yeah the exorcism yeah that's very much the vibe it's i got perfect show. the show starts with an exorcism so right. if you're into it well and it's halloween just, season, just for so. yeah 
it's Halloween. So this is their your spooky season to watch that. So just from looking at like the artwork here, I well the artwork like the picture here and the whole like costumes and everything. I it's very interesting looking at like everything is like kind of sharp. Like there's very sharp like like she's got straight like bangs like that. Like he's got his mustache. You know, it, like everything is very sharp. Like the turtleneck, you know, it obviously, it, it's not a scoop neck. It's like a oh, turtleneck. Yeah, production design. It's funny you say yeah, that. So it's like, everything is very angular, especially her character is very rigid, very structured yeah. and sharp. And like she's got like the high, they both have high cheekbones. So that kind of, and I'm sure they do some contouring to kind of add some like sunken. Well, I don't know. It's just like, just from looking at it, it feels very like rigid. It is. Her like, character you know, specifically. Like, yeah, I, I need to give it a give it a watch. You do. If, then, if you're in the spoopy stuff. then looking at the picture behind you, Juan, so they have the angular stuff, but then the like cloudy smoke mm-hmm. stuff is not angular. Like that's, I don't know. It's just, it's very interesting. It, it, I like the juxtaposition of the smoke next to the angle stuff. And I wonder if that is, Probably has a deeper meaning. Yeah, well, it feeds, the larger photo, it feeds into a demon skull. And, like, these spirits are uh-huh. in the smoke. So, in the larger image, cool. it's it's pretty creepy. The, the artwork for this is good. I have to give it a, give it a watch. Yeah, it's, it hasn't got a lot of promotion because, like I said, it's the last thing Marvel Television is doing. We're probably not getting a season two. So much like Swamp Thing from DC that I also love because it was dark, it was gritty, but it was done right. This is probably going to end with the last episode, and that that'll stay there unless Kevin Feige decides to pick them up. The Netflix series hit their two year mark, so Daredevil, Jessica Jones, uh, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, The Punisher. We may be getting some talk from Marvel Studios of that resurgence. I would love John Bernthal to come back yeah. as The Punisher. Um, that would be amazing. Don't give me hope. <laughs> Uh, Brittany will like it because of the crazy murderer stuff. So, Brittany, my brother seems to think you'll like it because you like crazy murderers. I don't know what correlation. <laughs> um, it's. I mean, we're gonna go with it's not crazy murderers. It's true crime. Oh, yeah, is that a true question? crime. Yeah, that's one of my wife's favorite genres. Okay. So, what is your favorite genre of spooky, Miss Melinda Jean? What's like if you had a genre of spooky oh. you like? What is it? Oh, oh Tim Burton all day. Ooh. Oh, Which yeah. ones? Ooh. Anything. Number one, Nightmare Before Christmas, all time uh, favorite. Um, but just like anything you can do, you can be like, "Yep, that's a Tim Burton movie." Other than his ex-wife being in them, but like <laughs> the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory remake, and like everything he does, you know, Corpse Bride. I love that stuff. Bride. That's my favorite one. Uh, my second favorite. He has such a distinct, unique style that you know it's a Tim Burton film when Tim Burton yeah. does something. Oh, he brings a dope vision to it. I I freaking love it's it. It's kind of creepy. I'm all about that. Yeah. Have you seen um, the Beetlejuice musical or listened to any of the music from it? No, I wanted, I saw when they released that. I was like, oh, I have to go to that. I got to figure out where to go. <laughs> um, so you can watch it. Uh, I think it's, Oh my gosh! I just like I think it's called backstage or backstage. 
door or so, I, I'll have to find it. It's like a, I hope I didn't just send you to a porn site. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like a, um, backdoor <laughs> staging. Yeah, 100% not the best way to watch something because it's all like filmed like illegally. <laughs> But you're you know, not I'm so dead. It's all of the music. You get up. Musicals. Porn pirating. That's what you come to the show for, Stay, folks. Come get your porn. Get your pirate oh my on. God. Um, that was, I love I, so, so self incriminated. It's on there. I've seen it on there. Be careful. Don't go to backstage. Don't door. go to backdoor stage. I'm gonna <laughs> so, I'm oh, gonna, no, I, Okay, I was thinking. Stage is is a um where it's an yeah, audition. No, I think uh, oh. I think we're <laughs> which is why. Well, we'll I think we'll call I the show there because uh, we've just promoted piracy and porn in the same in the same sentence. So <laughs> that's why that's what this why show's all about. Now? I'm not shaming, not shaming. I'm just saying that's what we hit. We hit our peak. Gigi is what I'm saying. That's as good as it gets. Porn. <laughs> We can only go downhill from there, so I think we cut our losses. Um, It's a pandemic. Anything can happen. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So we do have the secret topic of the audio version that we'll be recording after we sign off the live version. Uh, But I do want to thank everybody for chiming in in the comments and just watching the show. Uh, Thank you all so much for downloading, listening, giving a shit. Be sure to go follow at Miss Melinda Jean on Instagram. Yes. Be sure to go follow her on Instagram. And are there any other social media platforms you're on or just Instagram right now? Um, that's my primary one. I'm on Twitter under the same mm-hmm. handle. Um, and then uh, I have a Facebook page, but it's basically everything on Instagram. So that's where most of the chaos is documented. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. My brother said to ask his question before we go, but I don't see your fucking question, buddy. <laughs> I'm on episode seven. I know. He's like, ask my question. I was like, what's the question? You never put it in the comments. So put it in the comments and I'll ask it really quick. Um, Cost plans. That's one thing I do want to. Oh, wait, we can save that for the secret topic. We'll go over your cost plans and we'll talk some spoopy stuff. If, if, if this young man hurries up with his comment, we can get it and ask the question. If not, we'll ask it on the secret topic and you're going to have to download it. Oh, yeah. One. Yep, that's all the time we oh get. That's, that's it. <laughs> sorry, Art. That's fucking mess. Yeah, sorry, buddy. That's the deadline. I did put it in. No. God damn it, boy. Okay, so Ask it. Stage door had Beetlejuice and they don't have it anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah. He said I'm can you not see it? We can't see it, buddy. Sorry. I don't see it. You're out of luck. You're just gonna have to text it to me. I'll ask it on the secret topic. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Miss Melinda Jean, for putting up with us for as long as you did. Thank That's almost a full hour of us. We're going to take it over to the secret topic. Uh, thank you guys again so much for listening. We're out this bitch. Bye. Here. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the secret topic of the podcast, where we just kind of discuss... Uh, secret topic that's only on the audio version so if you're listening to this you downloaded the audio version you went to the website conculturepodcast.com thank you for that we want to know what this cost plan list and this to-do list holds 
Like, what do you have in the pipe, Miss Melinda Jean? What are you working on right now? What are your future, maybe 2021 plans? What do you got in the pipe? Oh, so um, obviously I've had a lot of time to plan and buy the product for a lot of stuff. It's a matter of doing it, but um, I'm actually going to be releasing a kind of test fit sneak peek this weekend. I'm doing a Bowsette. Um, I tried some, I got the uh, Super Nintendo Lego set, which actually inspired me. And so I'm going to do a photo set as Bowsette with the Lego set somehow. Oh, that's Um, cool. So I'm super stoked about that. That's super dope. Um, And if you don't own that set, you have to go get it because it's amazing. That's super cool. (laughs) My wife just recently bought the the NES Lego set. So you build the actual NES and it comes with like a little faux Lego Mario, Super Mario cartridge that you can put in the NES. It's so cute. Yeah, yeah she just got about. that and built it yeah, downstairs. That's the one that I have. It's so dope. And then you run it and the yeah. game runs on the TV when you crank the little wheel. It's so much fun. I love that Yeah, set. no, I think that's going to be super interesting how you work that in with that one. What else do you got in besides the Bowsette? What else is on your future cost plans? Um, so, aside from that, um, I'm working on, um, as far as builds go, I'm, I'm actually doing a season one uh, Rebel Sabine. Um, I have the helmet, and then it's just kind of going from there. Yes! Um, I'm doing a Cara Dune, and um, like I said, that takes me back to my sewing, though, so I gotta, I'm brushing up <laughs> on all that. Um, and then I'm going to try to do um, a Captain Rex because nobody ever expects a girl to pop out of a Captain Rex helmet. Yes. From Clone Wars. So this seems to, is Star Wars like your biggest it, fandom that you have? Because um, it seems like you love doing Star Wars. Act, so I'm actually, so my fandom is Harry Potter, like all day, every day. And what's I think house? it was like last May. What, what's your house? Do you want What's your house? Oh, oh, Gryffindor on all this. Gryffindor. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, and I've actually had the hat on my head that told me that, and not because that's the only house I want to be in, but... <laughs> um, yeah, me same. too. But I went back and I was like, no? Oh, I was going to say me too. I got, I'm sorted, officially same. sorted. Same, Gryffindor. So. See, that's my true Gryffindor right there. I'm 100% yeah. Slytherin. She's a Slytherin. <laughs> and then uh, we have the bird boy over there. Trey's a bird boy. Oh. <laughs> Ravenclaw. Oh, Ravenclaw. I envy Slytherin. Like, I want to be Slytherin all day long. But then, like, I get suckered into crap. And then I'm just like, oh, I got to be the hero kind of thing. But I really want to be Slytherin and be like... I that? gotta save the day again. <laughs> oh my god. I think my yeah, temper right. is what always keeps me in Slytherin. My temper. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, um, we got... So yeah, I'm just catching up on Star Wars stuff because I actually don't have a ton. And then after I did my Hera build, I was like, oh, this is so much fun, and I get to try to build lightsabers, so I'm going to focus on Star Wars for a while, and it just kind of, 
it got out of hand. And so now I have like four or five that I want to build. And then I've really enjoyed working the lead coups out of latex. And so I want to try different methods. And by that, I'll end up probably with like 30 different lead uh-huh. coups. Um, well, if so you it's kind of my focus fandom, but it, it's not like my fandom. Yeah. So that's. Well, it just allows for so many amazing cosplays. The Star Wars fandom. That's such a wide variety of things that you can do. And. I think that's why it, it attracts oh, a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, you can do armor. You can, like you yeah. said, do sewing with the with the robes, the Jedi robes. So it's pretty much whatever, whatever you want to do with those. He never texted me his question either. I'm like, you're out of luck, dude. <laughs> so, I'm straight up telling you he's messing 100%. with you. He's just like, yeah, my question. Oh, Waiting to see it if was, you just come up with It was a stupid question. That's why... <laughs> Are you listening? You're fired. He's probably like, where do I get these girls? Yeah, where do I get the chocolate-covered girls? Um, That's probably easier. Go to the dollar store. You can get, look, you can get dollar store. No, 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 the chocolate ones. The chocolate-covered s'more ones are the ones we're looking for. Those we'll be on the lookout for. So, um, what did we say? We, We mentioned something during the show that we were supposed to ask in the secret topic, but now I drew a blank and I can't remember. Um, so, I guess that's all the questions we have. It was like amazing. The what? Uh, Those are cookies. Was it cookies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're literally. No, wait, they're, our secret topic. Yeah, was our be, secret topic it was. was be the the. Um, oh yeah, Vegas. Vegas is now recreational. Um. Uh, so is it is it like did dispensaries pop up all over the place like as soon as that transition happened? Uh yeah, they're cl- a lot of them are closer to the mm. strip. Um, but there there are a couple throughout the town. A lot of CBD shops like popped out of nowhere. I guess the licensing is a little yeah. easier to get. So, but you can yeah. buy that recreationally now on the strip around the strip. And you can just anywhere. Oh hell, you just that shit Damn, <laughs> damn, pot mates. Fuck postmates. We got pot mates. Pretty much. Patent pending. <laughs> Patent pending. Trey's 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 it. Trey Trey, Trey loves because we did a mates. Denver pop culture con. <laughs> if you haven't been, highly recommend. Such a beautiful city, such a beautiful area, and that con is massive. It is a lot bigger than people know. Denver Pop Culture Con was a smash for us. And yeah, Trey, as you can see, enjoys relaxing. Um, so, so it was a lot of fun. It was one of the nicest cons we've ever been to because everybody was high as fuck. Like, you'd go outside and where you take your smoke breaks, it was just all weed. There was like no cigarettes. Everybody was smoking weed. There was like an hour-long line for beer, but nobody really cared because they were high. It was like, whatever, man. I'll wait an hour for a beer. <laughs> it was crowded, but not like push and shove crowded. It wasn't like, ugh. Everybody was in a good mood. Hawaii was like that, but it wasn't because everybody was high. It was because everybody had food coma because everybody hands out food or uses it as currency. What? Like, I left my booth and I came back and there's like, Three dozen donuts and like Hawaiian bread on my table. I'm like, I, don't I know need where to go to from. Hawaii. I'm gonna put it all in my mouth. Amazing <laughs> con in Hawaii. Dude, dude the Hawaii show oh. was amazing. You had me at food, girl. <laughs> food. 
Food is currency. <laughs> you guys talk about Girl Scout cookies. That's funny because um, I had a joke while I was there because they actually had the Girl Scouts set up um, as one of their booths. They, they made the best money all weekend out of artists, cosplayers, vendors. Like, they were oh. killing it. That's brilliant. Oh. Right? Uh, so I was joking with somebody, and I guess a bunch, bunch of people had heard it, and I was like, something about, oh, bring me a box of Thin Mints. No shit, by Sunday, I had 32 boxes of Thin Mints under my boot that I had to give Stop away because people kept bringing them to my table. That is insane. <laughs> Bro, yeah, I, just, I was like, she brought a box of cookies. Here's a print. Like, <laughs> that's super dope. I don't even care at this point. Give me all the but yeah, they will. You will eat if you go to a I'm Hawaii going. show. We're, we're it's on the agenda, guys. We're flying out. Trey loves long flights, so. And how Girl Scouts haven't hit up every other con is beyond me because that was genius and a gold. Which line. one? I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like that's the why Yeah, I think that would crush at any con, especially now in cons where pot's legal. Think about it: cookie booth at a pot con. Yeah. <laughs> you would sell out, and you'd need to restock. No, they they literally weren't allowed to do that in Denver. Like they were like, you guys cannot set up shop in front of dispensaries. The Girl Scout cookies? Are you serious? No, the Girl Scouts were literally setting up in front of the dispensaries, and they were making bank, of course. <laughs> and then they were like, no. That's smart. no that is awesome. No. It was taking money from the dispensary. You can't be mad at the little Girl Scouts. Yeah. Smart that's just genius okay? intellect. Right? Two in one. You get both your shopping done. It's, you know you're going to be hungry. Just get some cookies. All right. and like they didn't want the girls to be promoted with. Well, you need them serious Girl Scouts where they just kind of come to the owner like, listen, okay, let's work this <laughs> out here. I have the Girl Scout cookies and you have the weed, okay? This we is mutually beneficial. That's hilarious. Supply and yeah, it's a win-win. I'm Supply sorry that, win, that like, morals and values, whatever, got in the way, but that's so stupid. All right, that's all the time that we're going to take up for Miss Melinda Jean. She's been with us for over an hour. We can't thank you enough. Thank you for listening to The Secret Topic. We hope all of you enjoyed it, guys. So be sure to go follow at Miss Melinda Jean. Y'all have a good one. We're out once again. Bye-bye. I don't know why I always wave at The Secret Topic. It's...